Today's topic, unity. Unity in the Holy Spirit. How do we obtain it? And how do we keep it? And how do we stop all this division that's going on in Bizarro World? Welcome to the Step Up to the Microphone podcast, where we take headlines from Bizarro World, mix them with a little world history, and a biblical worldview. Good to be back, y'all. Hopefully, y'all have had a great week. So, we're going to get into this whole unity and division business. Because there's some things in the Bible and some things going on in the world today that we need to talk about. These things have been happening for a long, long time. So, I feel like we need to start with division today. We need to start with the definition and what's happening in our world. So, we can figure out the whole unity thing. So let's get started here. Division comes from the word divide, which is to separate into parts, sections, or groups, to form a border or barrier in between. Well, that's what's happening in this world more and more every day. We've got all this craziness of mask versus no mask, vaccine versus no vaccine, race baiting and everything else, and it's dividing us. And it's coming from the top down. And we're allowing it to happen. We're letting our media run all over us with it. We are being controlled with fear, violence, and hate. The three big ones from the devil. And we have to get over it and unite. But it's hard to unite when you have articles like this proving exactly what I'm saying about division. This is from the Liberty Loft. It's a great article because it's dead on on the assertion of the man in charge right now and we pray for him. The article is written by David Limbaugh on thelibertyloft.com and it is labeled Biden's Disgraceful Exploitation of the Tulsa Race Massacre. And David Limbaugh tells the truth point blank. And this isn't a left-wing right-wing problem. This is a human problem or a lack of humanity problem. A lack of Jesus problem to be exact. And I agree with what this article says. We have to figure out a way to get get around it, get over it, defeat it. But it starts out like this. This may shock and amaze you if your blinders are on, but President Biden is not only not a uniter, he's actively trying to divide Americans on race and other issues, purely for raw political power. There is no other plausible explanation. And that's right. And then it talks about President Trump and how they called him a racist and everything else under the book just to make him look bad and then it talks about the whole Tulsa race massacre and this is part of the article right here if you think I'm exaggerating note that CNN's Chris Cuomo suggested that there's a through line from the Tulsa race massacre to Republican election bills he added that the GOP is intensifying its efforts to strip people of color of their right to vote the boldest attempt since the era of Jim Crow I wonder what American leftists would say about the fact that 46 of the 47 European democracies reportedly have election voter ID laws. Are they all racist too? Then that's not all. It talks about some of the things Biden said, which we cannot agree with. But we don't need to be offended about this. We know who he is. We need to pray for him. 
pray that his mind changes and that his policies change. Yeah, we're not going to agree with him. He's not doing the will of God. He's a bad leader. And here's another part of the article. That's not all Biden said in Tulsa to stir the racial pot. And I was talking about the 100th anniversary of the race riot and atrocities against African Americans in that city. Biden underscored this point with a perpetuous de declaration that white supremacy is the most dangerous threat to America today. But he politicized that whole entire event. Politicized it and divided with race. That's the only platform he really has to continue in power. To keep power, to steal it away. And he does it by division. Just like the devil does. Well, that's because this man is most likely working for the devil. But we have to get over it. We have to stop worrying about being divided and unite. All this division is doing is bringing on violence. And violence begets violence. There's no getting around it. So, we have to stop this. We have to find common ground. The only common ground we can use is Jesus Christ. Even though not everyone believes in him, the tenets he taught are what we need to use. We can't use violence and hate to preach the gospel of Jesus, which is what so many people do. They use violence and hate. Just It's just wrong. I spoke to five atheists this week, trying to show love and compassion, I got two out of five to actually listen. Three of them just, they didn't want to. But I did not push hate. Did not push my agenda on them. She expressed my view and let them know that they had the choice to may have the same views or their views. I wasn't trying to go for division and use hate and intolerance. No, I used wisdom and understanding. Understanding, knowing that they did not know Jesus Christ nor were they even tempted to take a look at them because of how their worldview was. And no one ever wants to consider another person's worldview. We all think it has to be our way or the highway. Well, you're not going to catch a fly with vinegar. You'll catch it with honey. That's the old proverb, right? So why are we using tons of vinegar as Christians and causing more division and hate? Don't use the vinegar. Use the honey. The honey will bring them in. That means we show compassion and love. It might not look like compassion and love to them at first. They might think that we're just trying to suck up and get in their little crowd. But use compassion and love. Sometimes that might be stern and they won't like it. But let them know that you actually care. Otherwise we can't heal the division that's in society. And this is how we do it, through Christ, through his compassion and love. Listen to what people are saying. Understand what they want. People I talked to this week didn't want me pushing scripture at them, so I didn't. I just expressed my viewpoint in a compassionate way. And let's look at Matthew 5, verses 38 through 42. We have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to, who, to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Telling us, point blank, the only way we're going to get them into the kingdom of heaven is let them do what they will to us. It's going to suck. Our human side is not going to like it. Not at all. Our soul will scream unless we're letting the Holy Spirit take control. And that's the point where we need to be at so we can unite. So let's get into uniting. Unity. The 
definition for unite, to bring together so as to form a whole, to join in marriage. Well, aren't we Christ's bride? Aren't we supposed to be joined in marriage with Christ at the end of days? Well, we need to start acting like it. Also, the body of Christ, the definition for body, the entire material or physical structure of an organism. So we have Christ inside of us, and together we are his body. So we cannot have any divisions in one body. We must be united, be in union, unity. But so often, we aren't. We're worried about denominations and doctrines, about shrewdness of men's teachings, instead of what the Bible tells us, and living in Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.10 Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Right there in Corinthians, being told to be in the same mind and same judgment, not to think different ways, different doctrines, denominations. We cannot win this war, this spiritual war, if we are divided. A house divided against itself will fall. And that is what's happening with the church right now. That's what's happening with the United States. We are falling apart because we have allowed division and hate. We can't allow it anymore. We have to unite. It's time to unite. So, I'm going to read Ephesians 4, and then we'll pick up 1 Corinthians again. Ephesians 4 talks great about unity. And we need to listen to it. We need to take it to heart. This is out of the New King James Version. And the first paragraph is called Walk in Unity. That's what they labeled it. I, therefore the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit. He's saying it right there, one body and one spirit. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God the Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. He's telling us there's one God and one spirit. We must unite in it. Then Paul talks about the spiritual gifts and he gives us a warning. A warning in this section but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift therefore he says when he ascended on high he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men now this he ascended what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth he who, he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity, there's that word again, unity, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. There's talking about the deceitful plotting and the wickedness of men that would lead us astray with their teachings. 
but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, talking about Jesus' whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Great passage telling us about unity and not being divided because of doctrines from wicked men, from evil men that will twist the Bible to do their will. If you don't believe me, look at Adolf Hitler. He used the Book of Romans to get the Germans to go along with what he did. Just look at history. There are all sorts of men that did this. Think of the Crusades to Jerusalem. They used the Bible in a way to obtain their way, what they wanted. Wicked men will distort the Bible and divide us for power. But as Christ followers, we have to call the bluff. We have to tell them, no, that ain't happening, brother. Not at all. You cannot use the Holy Word of God against us to get power and divide. That is not how it works. Or at least not how it's supposed to work. That is work of the devil. Yes, even the devil knows the Bible and knows how to use it against us. Ephesians 4 ties in perfectly with 1 Corinthians 1.10. And we'll read it again. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius. Let anyone who should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanos. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. So he let them know, we did not need all these divisions. It is through Christ alone. We have to unite. Our message has to be the same. We can't have a different message. It has to be of Christ, through Christ, and in Christ. Or else we have no foothold in this world to say anything. Christ is the forefront. He told us to work in unity, and we need to do it. If you have a problem with that, I'm sorry. That's the, what the Bible tells us to do. It doesn't say go scream and holler and yell scripture at people. Yes, we can quote scripture to people, but we have to do it in a loving, caring way. We have to start with small talk and work our way up. We can't just bash them over the head with a 2x4 and think they're going to be happy with it. No one likes being hit over the head with a proverbial 2x4. So yes, let's do things the way that Christ has told us to do it, which means we have to be deep in the Word every day. That means if you need help, find someone to help you. Create a group and get help to do it. Be each other's hands and feet and keep us accountable. That means we all join the same Facebook group or Telegram group or whatever, then do it. 
Now, I feel we need to end on some good news, so we will do that tonight. We will put a good news story here at the end for everyone. So here's our good news story of the night from the Western Journal. Great story about a dog that was shot seven times. That has recovered. And... Yes, I love animal stories. Sap when it comes to animals. Pit bull that suffered seven stab wounds. So I was wrong, stab wounds. Finds a loving new home with ex-cop who saved her. May 18th was a fairly normal day for Brad Chambers of Portsmouth, Virginia, as he worked with his landscaping crew, but it took a turn early on what on that no one could have predicted. As he waited in traffic to get to the next customer, he spotted a puppy dart into the road and hide, terrified under his car. I quickly got out to guide her out of harm's way. When I noticed she was covered in blood, he wrote on Facebook. Fundraiser page he started shortly after the incident. Upon a closer look, I saw many deep flesh wounds covering her body and a very scared and weak look across her face. Chambers, a former police officer, was one of the best people to have discovered her. He had the training and the equipment to act quickly. So he saved the pup's life before she bled out from the seven wounds she allegedly sustained being stabbed by her former owner. I can't stand it when people hurt animals. So sad. We should be witnessing the animals just like we witnessed the men. And go further on in the article here. If Chambers hadn't found her quickly and stopped her bleeding, she wouldn't be alive. The ex-cop stated online he had immediately paid for her medical cost out of pocket because he'd been so touched by her plight. But he also said he was getting married in a month and the unexpected cost had put a dent in their funds. Apparently he wasn't the only one touched by the pup's sad tale. People donated to the cause of over $29,000. Chambers said the excess would be used for char various charitable causes, including pursuing legal action against the person who'd stabbed the puppy. The responsible, responsible party has been taken into custody. This is so touching. Saw the dog and got it saved. And... You know, acts of kindness, acts of goodness, pay for themselves. God rewards you for it. And one thing before we leave tonight, I want to read a verse. And I've been going over this over and over in my mind, and I know it's true. Galatians 3, 6 through 7. Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then are those who put their faith in God. So remember, everyone, as long as you believe in Jesus Christ, that He is the Son of God sent to earth to save us, you are an Israelite by faith. Well, that's all we have for today, y'all. If y'all enjoyed it and y'all want a little bit more world history mixed with current events and a biblical worldview, hit that subscribe button. Also, Check us out on WordPress. And remember, if you really liked it, rate it and review it. We'll have a great night and a great day. God bless.